Welcome, friends, to our podcast, Arise, My Darling. My name is Andrea, and I am joined by my very sweet friend, Liz. We want this to be a space that encourages and invites you to become more aware of the ways that God is constantly pursuing you. To awaken you to be on the lookout for sweet kisses our Lord sends you each day, because you have ravished His heart. So snuggle in and get ready for epic adventures, unexplainable friendship, and an abundance of joy. Hello, our darlings, and welcome back. We're so excited to be here for another episode of our podcast. Amen. Andrea, how are you doing? I am doing great. It has been a rainy day today. Mm -hmm. I have had a morning fire. And can I just say, morning fires might be the new... Yes, in my life right now. So, uh, yes. so I've, <laughs> I've had a I've had a morning fire uh, the last couple of days, and I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, I love this time of year for that right there. And my oh fire. yeah. So, how are you doing? I am also doing really well. We had a gas leak at our apartment complex. The city crew hit a gas line, and so. Wow. Last night was Daniel and I's date night, and we had this whole plan of all these places we were going to go, and then we couldn't leave our apartment complex. So we just had a, a nice night in, played some pickleball, you know, per usual. Uh, I did lose again, not all the games, but I not did. Not all the games. I, yep. I won the first game, lost the, the next two. So just in case you guys are keeping up, you know, with my pickleball record, it's low. Right. It's pretty You're- much like one to like <laughs> 65. So. What? You're moving in the right direction. But I'm moving in the right direction. I also have a thing that I think is my new yes in my life. On the other day, I got up super early and went to a coffee shop, like right when it opened at seven. And I had what's called a dirty chai, Uh, which is espresso and chai latte mixed together as the sun was coming up in this coffee shop. And I just, I drove to my prayer time in the morning, just smiling because I was like, this is so great. I feel so alive right now. I, my caffeine is like fully kicked in and I love the, the espresso chai combination in the fall. I've heard, I've heard that about it. Honestly, from yeah, it's um, quite delicious. So if you, you, you know, if you want to try morning fires and a dirty chai, <laughs> I think that you, it could be a winner. Yeah. Everybody knows Andrew doesn't drink coffee. So there you go. Yeah. Gonna stay with my Those, chai tea. I'm I'm okay with my chai tea lattes. You know, for the other weak weaklings out there like me <laughs> that need to drink caffeine, you should try it. It's delicious. But I do like a good Coca Cola once in a while. So yeah, you do. So oh, what are we talking about, Miss Liz? Well, this is our last episode in our little preconceived notions series. It's been it's been fun just having the the different episodes and talking about different roles. And this week we're going to talk about our preconceived notions of being in relationship with Jesus. Amen. Um, because we both have had moments that we were like, okay, I'm gonna take my faith seriously now. Amen. And I really do want to be in relationship with Jesus, which is exciting. And yeah, our hope for this is just I think it's just really good for us to know what our preconceived notions have been and still are about our relationship with Jesus, because I feel like our relationship is just ever evolving, ever changing. And there can be seasons when our relationship looks different than maybe it had in in a different season. And then we can start to freak out a little bit and either be disappointed in ourselves or be disappointed in God for our relationship looking different or for our participation in the relationship looking different. You know, 
we don't have to, we don't have to be hard on ourselves. And we also don't have to be hard on God. We can just hold our relationship with the Lord, like every other relationship, right? Like it's constantly evolving, changing, maturing, becoming more intimate, becoming, yeah, there's a different dynamic there. And so we're hoping that this just is a space where you can think about maybe ways that you've put your relationship with the Lord in a box um, that keeps it from having space to breathe and to change. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. We, we talked a little bit about this ahead of time, but I watched so many young mothers go from that phase of having this really consistent time with God to, I've got so much going on. I can barely get a shower. And so mm-hmm. I must not love God as much. And it's like, no, no, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, like don't, don't turn it into, it has to look like this, allow it to change and and, and morph and, uh, and give yourself freedom to do that, but also give God freedom to meet you in new ways. Um, so I like that we've done this whole series because I think it's important that we all kind of take a minute and think about our preconceived notions because they mm-hmm. do set us up for disappointment. Um, yeah. if, we if we're completely unaware that we already have these preconceived notions. So what's your first preconceived notion when it comes to your relationship with God? Yes. My first preconceived notion. Well, I'm an achiever, ladies and gentlemen. I like to achieve things. I like to crush things, you know, do really well at them. I tend not to do things unless I know I'm going to succeed. This is just the truth. Okay. I'm just revealing truths here about myself. And so as you can imagine, I testify, it is totally true. (laughs) She is an achiever. Um, as you can imagine, when I first decided that I was going to take my faith seriously, I turned on my achiever mindset and I was like, I am going to crush this. I'm going to be the best relationshiper with Jesus ever. And I'm just going to nail this relationship thing. Like I can totally do this. Wow. Just like, I just need to find some people, find some formation and then I'll just crush it, you know, until I'm a pro Jesus girl. And um, yeah, that's not really how it works. I'm sure all of you are laughing because you know from personal experience that there's no like, in the words of my husband, which he might have quoted someone else, but I'm going to give him the credit for it. Um, you don't, you can't graduate from the cross. Well said. There's no, there's no like graduation in our relationship with Jesus. There's no point where it's like, oh, now, you know, my suffering is over my, I have achieved the highest level until, until you leave this earth and you're in heaven. Like it's not going to happen while we're here. And I think what it, what the preconceived notion, how it manifested itself in my life is I just put a lot of pressure on myself to be really good. I was earning God's love and I have to produce and like, he's not going to give me things unless I do these certain things. Like, right. It just, it very quickly gets dicey when you go into it with like, I'm going to conquer this relationship and like nail it because you, you won't. And so then you're either just going to like push yourself to the point of breaking or you're going to give up. I usually go towards the burnout. I'm not really a, I'm not really a flighter. I'm more of a fighter. So, and you just don't want to burn out. Like that's not fun. That's not, that's not a healthy uh, state of life to maintain. So now I'm like, I have to remind myself constantly, literally still to this day, like maybe yesterday in holy hour, I'm like, it's a journey. I'm not going to figure it all out right now. Like 
I don't know. I have to remind myself of those truths uh, yeah. frequently. Yeah. And it's, uh, I've been told this so many times where I'll ask a, a question, typically an either or question. And somebody's like, it's, it's neither it, or it's both, you know, I'm like, ah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cause it's a both and right. Yes. We, we can excel and we'll never finish. It's mm-hmm. a both. And. So you're right. And it does, it turns into a lot of either personal disappointment or disappointment in the Lord. Yeah. Um, that is not good for us. There's a verse in the word that says hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. Mm. And we put our hope in the wrong things, which is often what preconceived notions are. Um, our heart can literally grow sick and, yeah. and that can show up in a lot of different ways. Um, I think I definitely had a season of life where I probably was bitter and there's verses in regards to those things too. See to it that no one misses the grace of God, lest a root of bitterness grow up and defile many. I mean, it's kind of a big deal verse in regards to how much it can hurt the people around you when those uh, disappointments turn into bitterness or man's anger does not accomplish the righteousness of God. <laughs> I'm like, okay, probably shouldn't go down that path either. <laughs> <laughs> when you get bitter, sometimes you get angry. And so, mm-hmm. and and not that any of those are completely wrong in and of themselves. It's a, it's a mentality and a lifestyle. And then when it becomes how you're seen and, and uh, known for, that's when you have a problem. Um, there mm-hmm. was a period of my life where I asked my kids how they would describe me to others. And they pretty much all with consensus said, you just seem annoyed a lot, mom. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> that uh, was bold of you to ask your children that. <laughs> and God bless them for being honest with me because it yeah. was a call that I needed that I had gotten into a sick heart, basically, because some hope had been deferred. And um, I just don't know that I was believing that God was going to really take care of me in that season of my mm-hmm. life. So um, it pushed me back into really looking at some of these uh, preconceived notions of who God is and who I am in light of God. So yeah. what are your preconceived notions or one of them? Yeah. Well, I think because I came from uh, a fair amount of trauma growing up, I knew that when I became a Christian, there was going to be a lot of things to learn, but also unlearn. And I got very serious about my healing journey and, and, that's beautiful. Like I really, I, I think, thank you. Thank you, God. But so serious that it, it started to become its own idol in my life. And I think I had mm-hmm. a preconceived notion that I was in charge of my healing journey. Mm-hmm. And I was admitting this to Liz before we started. I probably only became aware of that like three years ago during mm-hmm. my sabbatical that I had really spent 30 plus years assuming I was in charge of my healing. Like if nobody's mm-hmm. going to do this, I need to do this. I'm yeah. I'm in charge and I need to make sure it happens. And I need to sign up for that conference and I need to read that book and I need to do this type of discipline and so on and so forth. And not that those things were bad and God has definitely used them, but there's this uh, terrible feeling of, am I doing enough? Um, which is really just another form of what Liz was talking about earlier of this overachieving mentality that isn't accepting the fact that God is literally the author and perfecter of our faith. 
that is who he is. He's also our creator. And he has, he knows every hair on my head and, and knit me together in my mother's womb. I mean, like he is in charge of the whole process. He has, he gave us a savior because we needed a savior <laughs> to mm-hmm. save us <laughs> from ourselves often. And uh, to a really transfer that ownership to God, I was surprised how I did not know how heavy my backpack was because I was assuming that it was my job to become Mm -hmm. healed. Yeah. And, and I also put a lot of pressure on myself to do it in certain timeframes because I was raising kids and I was like, well, I got to be this healed before I have a baby and I got to be this healed before I have a girl, before I have a boy, you know? Yeah. So it, it get, it got mean at different seasons and it created a lot of stress in my life. Mm. I think um, it is, like I said, it's a relatively new revelation that God was probably in charge the whole time, actually. (laughs) Probably, probably, (laughs) probably, probably. And so a lot of it was more of an illusion that I was carrying, but it was heavyweight and God had been trying to take it from me for a long, for a long time. And I, I finally gave it to him during my sabbatical. So Mm. praise God, because that was terrible. It was just terrible. It just felt like I'm never doing it fast enough or good enough. And Mm. the truth is, is God's healing journey is much more kind than my healing journey. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Mm. So basically what we've learned from these first preconceived notions is that Andrea and I are both high achievers. (laughs) (laughs) We like to do things on our own and be self-reliant. <laughs> and somehow we're friends. I don't even know and how that works. We're friends. Yeah, it's crazy how that works, right? Man. Okay, my second preconceived notion that I want to talk about is, of course, I thought this when I started. Okay, so, you know, I'm going into college and I went to a conference and that was when I was like, okay, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to take this faith thing seriously. And it was like so magical at the beginning, right? It was, I was having these like Holy Spirit moments and then I showed up to college and I found all these great friends who love Jesus and we would talk about Jesus and I was in a praise and worship band and we'd sing about Jesus. And I was like, (laughs) and honestly, through most of my college years, I really was like, man, I don't even know how to say this. I, I feel like, I just was like, it's just not that hard. Like being in relationship with Jesus is just not that hard. Like it's fun. I was leading a Bible study. I was doing all these fun things. I was being told that I should pray every day. And I was like, "Mm, I'll just pray when I want. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, like I'm going to make Jesus work in, you know, my lifestyle that I have going on. And I was like, I can do everything. I can do everything that I want to do. And also be in relationship with Jesus and cultivate this relationship with him. And to a certain extent, it was true. Like I was just, man, I was just like living my best life, doing everything. And then, you know, there became this point where Jesus, like I could tell was like starting to ask me to like give thanks to him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, this is not fun. Jesus. Where's fun Jesus? Like, where's like, we do, we do fun things together, Jesus. Um, <laughs> he started to be like, do you trust that the life that I could create for you is better than the one that you could create for yourself? 
Jesus. And I was like, whoa, this is getting serious. And basically from my last year of grad school to this point in my life, I would still say that I definitely still have fun moments, but there's been a lot more death involved and like a lot of death to self of like things that, you know, I didn't realize I held those idols, like you were saying, Andrea, or things that I become really attached to. And then Jesus is like, can you give that to me? And I was like, no. And he's like, please. And I was like, okay. And then something really beautiful comes of it. But I think I just didn't realize how much you have to have the cross to have the resurrection. And I just really like the resurrection. Like I like the, you know, every all of us do. All of us love the fun stuff, the yeah, magical moments with Jesus, the sweet kisses. Like that's the stuff that that's the good stuff that the world tells us, right? Like, oh, these exciting novel experiences. But the good stuff I didn't realize was also the hard stuff um, because that's the stuff that really, that's where I've really seen my love mature, my intimacy deepen, has been in those moments of death, actually. (laughs) No, it's really well said. Very honest and very real and probably a very common experience um, for people. Um, There should absolutely be a honeymoon stage associated with coming into Mm -hmm. a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and uh, you know, we've talked so many times about the beauty of marriage and I find that God likes to use the same themes over and over Mm -hmm. and over again um, to help us learn them. And, Mm -hmm. and so there is a little bit of that, right. That it's the same with marriage, right. There's the honeymoon phase. And then Mm -hmm. there's the, Oh, you're not like me. <laughs> I was really gotta, attracted to that. <laughs> I've got to give stuff up <laughs> and now, change. I don't know if I'm attracted to that. <laughs> it's kind of driving me nuts. So, um, yeah, no, things grow and morph like we talked about in the beginning. I think yeah. another one of mine that uh, was surprising was that I knew God could be good. I think I, I took that step of faith, if you will, um, believing that God would be good. And over time that trust in, you know, increased and, and um, I know I had a honeymoon stage of feeling loved when I first uh, became a believer, but I also felt the weight of things very quickly um, because it felt like I was in a constant mode of catch up, um, not Mm -hmm. having grown up in the church and Mm -hmm. like, I served in the nursery and with the kids just so I could hear the Bible stories with them, you know, Mm, yeah, (laughs) catch up to everybody else around me. But so I knew God could be good and I'd seen that and and the Bible was a big piece of that, watching the ways God had provided for his people. But I didn't know that God could be this good. Mm. And and that is maybe the opposite of the preconceived notions we've talked about where it's actually better than I thought it was going to be. And I'm in a season right now where every day, multiple times a day, I'm just saying, thank you. I'm just amazed Mm. and in awe of God's abundant provision of his kindness, of his detail orientedness, of his efficiency Mm. of how the yellow finches have changed their colors back (laughs) or muted now because they're getting ready for the winter and Mm -hmm. like all the little things and all the little ways that God 
both comes to me and cares for me and provides for other people, people I pray for, things happen in their lives. Like prayer works, Liz. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I've seen that and I've been walking down that path for a long time. Um, But I'm still, I'm still amazed. And I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm amazed by almost everything, almost everything. Yeah. Because he's so much better and so (laughs) much gooder than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) We're using rich vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Our darlings, we hope that this series has been just an opportunity to maybe step back and take a moment and look at some of those areas that uh, maybe we are feeling some disappointment or... um, overwhelmed or confused even and take a moment to think what are my preconceived notions where is my hope being deferred Um, and how am I partnering with God in what he's doing versus trying to dictate to God what it needs to look like he is a good God and he does care for us in ways that uh, surprise us and we always have to remember that we're like Liz said on a journey Mm-hmm. This is not the final chapter. And sometimes we get in very long, difficult chapters. That is the truth of it. And uh, I love this quote that the dark forest is never the beginning of the story or the end of the story. It's somewhere in the middle of the story. And sometimes we are in dark forests, but God is still with us. And the truth is, and the beauty of our faith is that suffering often produces a greater intimacy uh, than we could have had if it had all gone right the whole time. Um, Amen. Truly a, a beautiful working of God in our lives. So our desire is to encourage you, and we hope that we have done that. So, Liz, do you have a sweet kiss for this week? I do. And also, it has to do with what you were saying, of like prayer actually works. My sweet <laughs> kiss was there have been uh, a couple of women in my life that I've been praying for them to have babies oh. and get pregnant. And like within the, like within the same week, two of them that we've been praying for like a long time for them to be able to uh, get pregnant told me that they're expecting. Oh. So it was, it's just such a sweet, uh, just such a sweet kiss that I think the Lord in this like season where I, there's a lot of things I'm praying for and asking the Lord for um, mm-hmm. that he can like use these women um, in these prayers as just reminders to continue to have hope and that the Lord does, the prayer does work and he does answer our prayers. So that was just a really sweet, a really sweet kiss from Jesus. To be like, keep praying, keep going. Look, these women are, have cute little babies growing within them. <laughs> Amen. Andrea, what's your sweet kiss? Well, my sweet kiss is that my husband has a, a really nice car that he bought out in California that literally people stop and come up to him and say, you're driving my dream car. <laughs> like, well, blows me away. He loves that car. He adores it. And mm-hmm. it's a good car, but he hit a deer this week mm-hmm. and that car like really protected him. I mean, it wow. sadly the deer died and my husband did not have a scratch on him. Um, because yeah, because it's it's a good car and it kept him really safe, and so I'm thankful for that because I like my husband. And <laughs> now, do you? 
Here's you, really, the sweet, you like him a lot. The sweet gift that my husband got. He loves the deer in our backyard. We have deer come up the, to the house quite often, mm-hmm. a few here and there. And he doesn't put out any food, but they like our grass. I don't know what's happening there, but they eat our grass. <laughs> and so on the day he killed that deer, which was very sad for him, he got home and seven deer came into our backyard. Whoa. It felt very much like the deer were like, it's okay, Joel. It's okay. We know you love us. <laughs> That's it was good. Just, it was just sweet because he received it that way. hundred percent. Oh, good. Um, good. Like, deer still love me. They know it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it was an accident. I promise. <laughs> oh. I thought you were going to say like the deer charged her home or something like that. So I'm glad that it was a tender moment. <laughs> No, it was a very tender moment. <laughs> and it was uh, it was sweet to watch God minister to my husband. Um, and I appreciated that because I was not with him at the time. And uh, But I've also switched from my Mini Cooper to my Jeep, just in case those deer. <laughs> just in case. Because that Mini Cooper is not going to take a deer. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That deer would take your Mini Cooper. <laughs> yes, yes, it would. <laughs> Well, it's been delightful to be with you as as always. Would you like to take us out with our verse? Yes. Our darlings, just remember that the Lord loves you and that your relationship with him is ever-changing. And he is constantly coming to you, uh, drawing you closer to him. As he says, arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come with me.